Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is Monday, October 2nd. Here we are in October and it's uh, starting to look a tumble behind me, I notice. So uh, yeah, weather is very cool here. We actually got some rain, which is great. And uh, I had a good weekend and I've got some additional thoughts for you all on concentration. Um, deliberately honing our ability to focus and to concentrate. And I talked about this on Friday some because I saw the interesting Instagram reel from the author and that's all on Friday's post. I won't recapitulate, but I've been thinking a lot about the ways in which we have to deliberately build focus, build our ability to concentrate, especially in the world that we live in, which is a world of myriad distractions. Uh, and I touched on this some on Friday, so I won't go into it completely again, but I do think it's worth thinking about that we live in, in an attention economy where uh, getting our attention is something that companies are paying huge amounts of money to, to get. And so when our attention is a huge commodity like that, uh, you choosing what you want to put your attention on becomes expensive also, right? Um, you know, when you have got, uh, I was trying to think of a company I wanted to pick on. Um, well, let's go with Elon Musk. When you have Elon Musk pouring money into trying to get your attention, then you're, you're fighting against big dogs. You're fighting against people who are putting all of their wiliness into taking your attention and putting it on what they want. They really don't care about you getting your work done or about you working on your novel or thinking about some naughty problem that you are trying to solve. They care about selling you their products, right? And in order to do that, they need your attention. So I'm not sure that there is a, you know, you all know that I'm not much for saying that we live in the end times or that things are worse, but I am not sure that there has been another time in human history where we have had so much competition for our attention. And, you know, I think longingly of days, um, you know, authors like Jane Austen, I have this very romantic idea of it, of course, um, because I very much enjoy, you know, having things like modern healthcare and so forth. So I've never been really one to say, I want to go back in time. Killian is out here with me and he uh, got himself tangled up. So all is well now, if you're on video, you can see him in the background there. So yeah, I'm not one to romanticize history much, but I do have this idea of 
before there was so much competition for our attention and I, I do think of like Jane Austen and I have this idea of living in the bucolic country manor uh, where the pace of life was very slow and they still had servants to handle the daily stuff but there was this time and this quiet that allowed for long periods of concentration and I think that it's unfortunate that we don't have that. However, we can recreate it. It's entirely within our power to recreate that. And as someone who remembers the world before the internet, I remember the, the piece of that. Um, and certainly the world before smartphones, uh, and I think, I don't know if I told you all, but I was very amused at myself because I was, you know, going on my morning walk and I wanted to keep track of the time, but I really didn't want to take my phone with me because I didn't want to run the risk that I would be, you know, like look at it or that I would maybe get messages or that I would feel like I needed to respond to. I wanted to be able to think about the book I was working on and and I was thinking like, oh, if only there was a way for me to keep track of time without having to take my smartphone. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I even have one of those devices. It's called a watch. Uh, of course, I do not have a battery in it. But, you know, it is funny how we become so accustomed to having these devices, which are of course, huge conveniences. You know, I love having my smartphone, but it does begin to occupy space, you know, like gas, it expands to fill available space and more, you know, when you have like the Elon Musk's of the world reaching through that device to like nibble at your attention, you know, come buy my stuff, come pay attention to me and follow my political agenda. That's how they sound too. Attempted jailbreak over the wall there. The prison walls. So the point is, is that we do have opportunities to recreate uh, that kind of atmosphere, right? Uh, I essentially live in a bucolic country manner with um, if not actual servants, uh, many modern conveniences to handle the various chores, right? You know, I did laundry this weekend and it took all day to run all the loads of laundry, but I wasn't like out there over the wash tub scrubbing. Uh, and I could do things in between. So I talked a little bit on Friday about how Dorinda and I've been discussing, you know, like having our phones near us as we write and the temptation as soon as we come to a slow point to pick up the phone and check it, right? It's habitual. It's like the, um, you know, it's the rat with the cheese, right? You know, the rat presses the lever and gets a piece of cheese and you get a little dopamine rush. And if the writing is not giving you the dopamine rush, if you pick up the phone, you might see a fun thing that then does give you that little rush. And believe me, they, they know this, right? That's, um, I hate to be all conspiracy theory on you, but they've really grown to capitalize on this because they know that we, you know, are 
are basically monkeys who pull the lever and are delighted by getting the little bell or whistle or what have you. So, so the key is to find ways to create that, um, that environment. Like me thinking about, oh, I could take a watch on my walk instead of my phone, right? Go back to older technology. I know some people who are going to using flip phones so that they have a way to text and make phone calls without all the other stuff on there. So one thing I was thinking about this weekend, because I don't write on the weekends, I try to give myself that time off that mental space, refill the well. And sorry, I started thinking about aggressively refilling the well. Uh, I did some of that this weekend and it was good. It was, um, I did some different things than I normally do. But what you want to do is think of ways in which your attention is constantly scattered and or seized and yanked away from whatever you're wanting to think about or work on. And some of these things are inescapable, right? Um, if you have children, <laughs> Those small monkeys are going to be seizing your attention all the time because that's what they do. You can find ways to limit that, right? You can send them off with other people, preferably people that you trust, uh, get your spouse to help with that as much as possible. Uh, I know it's difficult when you're all competing for, you know, to all have that time to, to think. Uh, your spouse will probably want that as well. So you take turns, right? But other ways that you can do this. And one that I was really thinking about this weekend is reading. Um, especially those of you who I'm going to guess that most of you who listen to this podcast, uh, are readers. Um, I'm just yeah, I feel like that's a fair assumption to make. And if you haven't been reading, then here's a way to get back into reading. So I've recently read two paper books in a row. Um, and I don't think I've been talking about what I've been reading. I read Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell. I read that on Kindle because I had a copy of Ocean's Echo, also by Everina Maxwell. Uh, the second book, science fiction, uh, sort of space opera, some romance, a lot more romance in the first book than the second. Um, but yeah, I was going to tell you something else about them and then realized I shouldn't say it yet. Soon, soon we should have official announcement. <coughs> but yeah, so I read those. I thought they were good. Um, I thought Winter's Orbit, it had a really great initial setup. The premise was good. A lot of sexual tension. Book two has like no sexual tension. Uh, it still has a romance, but it is, um, spoiler, never consummated. 
um, or barely consummated and not a lot of the same tension. Uh, and I thought that even there was a lot more political intrigue in Ocean's Echo, but I found it not as compelling political intrigue as the first book. Uh, but you know, it could have been one of those things where, you know, she was working on, I believe Everina goes by she, her, I should probably check, but I'm not going to, well, I should. Okay. She is she, but she's queer. So I, that was probably why I wanted to check. Um, so anyway, uh, I think she spent a long, lot of time working on that first book and sometimes I actually, I think from reading the notes that she had had the second book ready and she may have like massaged it into the world, but the second book is, um, very much separate from the first book other than a few overlaps in the universe. There's not a lot in common. So I read those two books and then I also read, so this, I started Ocean's Echo, decided I wanted to read the first book, even though I didn't need to, uh, read that on Kindle, went back, finished Ocean's Echo on paper. And I promise I have a point here. Then I read Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee, which is a new novella by Fonda. Um, that was also on paper because Mary Robinette gave it to me while she was here. And I really liked untethered sky. Um, it's interesting because Fonda has already always written very long epic novels up to this point. So I found which, which actually I bounced off of. I tried reading Jade city and I didn't love it. I should maybe try to go back to it. Uh, because I did very much enjoy her writing in this novel novella sorry uh and i think that it picked up more quickly and so that worked for me but then ironically i ended up thinking it could have been a longer story um just because and maybe she'll write more in the world um the so it's really cool because it's based around the idea of um of rocks roc rock um the the mythical bird and that these people train to use rocks as a falconer would any kind of raptor and they use them to hunt manticores and yeah and manticores are the big evil beastie and so that's um it was it was a really cool premise uh vivid characters the novella is very tight it's beautifully written i i do recommend it um it's got a smidgen of romance, not enough to satisfy a romance reader, but, um, really interesting fantasy story. So I finished reading that on paper and I have not been reading on Kindle lately. And so a lot of you will recall when Kindle came out that there was all this brouhaha and like these supposed studies that were stupid. Um, <laughs> not that I have a strong opinion. Um, about how we don't deep read on Kindle, but that we do deep read on paper. And the reason that I say these studies were stupid was because they were mostly based on like nonfiction stuff or like reading news articles. And a lot of times people were reading on like iPads and when they were doing these studies and they could easily click off of the book and onto something else. Now I have a Kindle Paperwhite, which has nothing else on it. 
it's just only the paper white uh, it's only the book and I feel like I can deep read just as well on that uh, as I can on paper and so it was interesting sort of doing that touchback to paper uh, I like reading on my Kindle because it's easier to hold and it has a scalable font I have to use my readers to read on paper which gets a little annoying and you have to have light I mean what is with this I also found myself like swiping my finger across the paper page uh, to get it to turn which it didn't <laughs> habits right so anyway uh, but I do find that when I'm reading on my Kindle again if I have my phone nearby and somebody messages me then I pick it up or I just pick it up sometimes to like look at Instagram and Instagram's the only social media thing that I have on my phone anymore well I have TikTok, but I never like to look at TikTok, so that's not a temptation but I was finding that if I left my phone inside so I would only pick it up if somebody messaged me if I like got up to go inside to answer like you would like oh say a landline phone that was on your kitchen wall right uh, it was good for me to have only the Kindle in my lap and to sit there and or the paper book and focus entirely on that and I think that that's really the key is that building longer periods of concentration so I think we've all been hearing about for a long time this whole idea of you know like we have an attention span of three minutes or two minutes or whatever the hell it is now I'm trying to clean up my language uh, <laughs> for you too and but I, we can't it is within our ability to build it up longer and I find that if I build up my reading concentration that this also builds up my writing concentration so on Friday I did do the thing where I silenced my phone I worked for a solid hour I had a really good hour a very productive one and I think this is what we need to do um, I think that we need to recreate the bucolic country manner where all we hear is birdsong whatever we need to do in order to do that to create periods of concentration and I think that it works to to build up to this gradually and I would encourage you all to try this and tell me what you find out but you know don't try to do too much at a time right don't exhaust yourself but you know try just reading for 10 minutes straight set a timer or something like that and don't allow your attention to move off of what you're reading for that amount of time uh, and build it up to longer and longer I think that this is a, a really productive way of doing things and it's what I'm going to be doing likewise I think some of that scattered attention can be manifest in the inability to make decisions like even tiny decisions and I think one way to get around that is to make very small decisions uh, ones that are not meaningful but like deliberately train yourself just work on you know like oh okay um, I've put two grapes before me because the grapes are all falling and uh, one of them I'm gonna throw over the wall and one I'm going to throw into the garden and make that choice and and do it and then it just helps build that ability so let me know what you think uh, I am going to go get to work 
I hope you all have a fantastic week. I hope that you able are able to um, get some good focus, right? And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.